0: Hello, welcome to Crack On with me, Mireille Doyle Heffernan. This is the podcast about times in life where we had to get on with it and find the crack in cracking on. Okay, before I introduce this week's guest, I am giving you my crack of the week. And can I just say, nothing makes you reevaluate how boring your life is until you decide to add a segment. To your podcast called crack of the week like since I've done that I swear very little has happened to me but anyway I feel like I finally have a bit of buzz to report let me tell you guys nothing will humble you quicker than being a plus one at an event okay so last weekend Aaron had this movie coming out in Berlin film festival so cool exciting yes 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 obviously whenever I hear we're going to something like this I'm like okay how can I make this all about me Oh, it's not really a joke. Um, okay, so I like pick an outfit, I'm getting excited. And look, not that I was like thinking that I am Jennifer Lawrence attending this event, but I was excited and like we get there and immediately Aaron is pulled away from me and doing photos and stuff. And it's very much a case of like people looking at me being like, who are you? Are you still standing here? Like, haven't they seen my unpaid comedy clips and TikToks that get 27 likes? Also, how do people go viral on TikTok? Like maybe that's who I need to interview next. How the fork do you crack the code of TikTok? I really don't understand. Anyway, back to Berlin. Um, So we're eventually kind of ushered inside like the cinema and there's rows booked out and Aaron is brought to a seat and this woman is like to me, you can sit directly behind him. Agents and partners are in separate rows. And I'm like, Did I fly to Berlin to enjoy this film with the back of Aaron's head? Like in the cinema, I need constant validation to my reactions. If something's scary, I'm going to need you to turn and gasp to me. Uh, If something's happy, I'm going to need you to smile with me. So I was not going through this emotional rollercoaster alone. But naturally, I was acting like I was totally fine with it. And I did what any normal person would do. Accept my fate and bitch about it after the fact. But there did end up being enough seats for me in Aaron's row. Um so I could sit beside him, you can all exhale, we're good, okay, and it was super fun, like it's such a good movie, I have no idea when it's out or what's happening with that, but it was great. Now back to the podcast. This week's guest, I am honestly not prepared to introduce, like, I genuinely can't believe we made this happen, she is my comedy queen, Catherine Cohen, Catherine Cohen! Oh my God. I'm so excited. Literally comedy superstar. You'll know her from her Netflix special, The Twist. She's gorgeous. Dating and New York and her most recent film At Midnight, which you can watch on Paramount. And of course she has the amazing podcast Seek Treatment. The fact that she took the time out of her busy schedule to meet me in Soho while she was in London. I honestly was so grateful. So grateful, so blessed. But genuinely, I'm so, so happy we made it work. And I think this could be my favourite episode ever. I laughed so much. You'll notice we kind of stray from the usual um, crack on format. And Aaron was our sound technician this week. So he got slightly involved as much as I tried to insist he was not in the room. Catherine was being very diplomatic and included him in all her questions. I also want to give a shout out to our mutual friend Fraser who plays the piano for Catherine's UK shows and he is the reason this became a reality so thank you Fraser. As always if you're enjoying the podcast share it, review it, give it five stars and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find me on Instagram at Mairead and please enjoy my interview with the one and only Catherine Cohen the twist or basties?
1: Oh, it's happening. Oh, okay, let's start. Ooh. Okay,
0: well, welcome to Crack On. Thank you, Maraide. Well done. Were you uh, a little bit did you like practice how to say my name? Before? Yes,
1: I asked Fraser how to say it cuz a beautiful Irish name. They always they're always trying to trick you with the pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a gorgeous name.
0: And you went to Ireland last year?
1: I did. I I've, I've now been twice to the What's the name of the festival? It's, a, it's uh, a, the Vodafone? Festival. Yeah, it's, it's at Ivy Gardens. Yes, yeah. It's Vodafone so comedy. fun. Do
0: you know what's really annoying is mm. okay, so I have been obsessed with you. Oh, And thank then you. I was telling my sister about you, okay? Yeah. And now she's seen you live <gasps> and I haven't. Like, she went what's her to name? Dublin, Ashling.
1: How's that? Oh, I know how that's spelled. Yeah, That's yeah. a little that's, more popular. It is a little bit easier, That's yeah. nice. Is she older or younger? Younger. Oh, good. I got to keep the Gen Z on my side. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you have. I adore them. <laughs> I adore my Gen Z community. Um, no, I've had the best time at Ivy Gardens, even though I will say, like, both times, it's been a total crapshoot if it's if I'm going to go down well or not.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Um,
1: Because, yeah, I feel like there's some, you know, there are girls like Ashling in the front row supporting me, living for me, dying for me. And then there's, like, (laughs) a bunch of middle-aged men in the back who have truly no idea what's going on and are waiting for, like, the male comedians to come out. Like Des Bishop or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) So, but I've had the best time and and everyone who runs that festival is so sweet. Yeah. I mean, Irish people are pretty pretty nice in general. I
0: mean, Dublin is a fun place to gig. And you did the podcast there as well, didn't you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was funny because we put the London... we, We... Uh, I'm laughing It's funny because we didn't sell A lot of tickets Is what I'm about to say (laughs) But So the whole time We were just like Okay so you guys have no friends Who live here Like But the small and mighty crowd Was actually one of the best crowds We've ever had
0: Really Totally
1: And also the question Because we On on the podcast I do We invite people up uh, To give live advice to them And um, I'm going to turn this down Just a little bit Um And the Dublin crowd Asked the best questions The London crowd Even though I would Of course take a bullet For everyone who was there Some of the questions They asked Sometimes people Come on stage To ask questions They end up trying To like tell a funny story Instead of asking something Which you know When it doesn't leave room For lots of jokes Yeah You get it
0: Yeah (laughs) Well like I've gone to A lot of like Do you know Gabby Bernstein? She's like a spiritual... Oh, like, yeah.
1: yeah. The universe is on your side? The
0: universe has your back. Has
1: your back. Is it? Does it? it I think so. <laughs> um, someone told me to read her book once, so I own it, but I haven't read it. What's the gist? Yeah, naturally.
0: It's basically just, like, you can manifest anything you want. And, like, it's amazing. I agree. Yeah. But it's funny because, like, seeing her live, she is, like, you know, like a spiritual teacher. Like, she's so calm. But then people get up to ask a question. And she, like, people will be like, my husband died five years ago. And then, like, my son is ill. And she's like, okay, what's the question?
1: No. And it's so
0: funny. Interesting. Because she just is, like we got to get through it. Like, Let's what's get to your the question? Point. I want to answer it. I don't need your life story.
1: What would you ask her?
0: Oh, my God. Well, actually, it's funny because when I was like, I was listening to her podcast loads when I wanted to quit my job. And then oh. she was like, someone came on her podcast and was like, should I quit my job? <gasps> and she was kind of like, well, you don't have to make a stupid decision just because like you want to manifest something bigger. Like if you need that job. Financially. Yeah. And I was like, that's a good answer. But I'm still going to quit. <laughs> oh, so you did. Oh, great. Did. Yeah.
1: Amazing. And now we're here. You've manifested it.
0: <laughs> I manifested it. Fabulous. Um, and how is the the UK tour going?
1: Mm. You know what? It's going amazing. Yeah. Well.
0: So you've kind of gone, like, it's a really interesting
1: route. (laughs) I mean, I didn't plan it. Is it? I hadn't really been outside of London much before this experience. So I'm just sort of, I I say I go baby mode, which is when I just, like, hold my bags and just follow, like, Fraser and my producer Owen. I just follow them onto the train. I just turn my brain off and I just go wherever they say.
0: Yeah So I'm in baby mode Oh perfect Oh yeah. God, Baby mode That's <laughs> well, <you> basically know- <laughs> since I met Aaron Nine years ago I've been in baby mode <laughs>
1: That's amazing Yeah it's like when you're a child And you don't have to carry a bag oh. What a rush Oh yeah 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 That's baby mode
0: Yeah That's <laughs> the thing I realize that like I have to travel a lot on my own If like Aaron is filming somewhere uh-huh. and I I don't like that <laughs> so No I have to carry my own bag I
1: know even like rolling up today With three bags I was like this is the opposite of baby mode This yeah. is full adult woman mode Yeah Which I don't like to be in
0: Exactly It's like we can do it Every once in a while Just to prove That we're independent
1: 100% <laughs> No the tour's been so fun We did It's it's an interesting It's like a mix of theaters And comedy clubs So Cool We did a few in theaters Where like the crowd Was, was nice But a little more reserved And then last night We got to do a comedia In Brighton <sighs> Which is just the best vibe, and the crowd was, like, so good. So yeah. I'm riding, riding high from that.
0: Oh, my God. And Glasgow is next. Glasgow
1: tomorrow. Oh, my God. I've never been. I'm so excited. Oh, you're going to have so much fun. I know. It's a shame that, you know, you only have a few hours to kind of yeah, barely see the sights. But, yeah, we have Glasgow, Birmingham, and Leeds left. Three places I've never been.
0: Amazing.
1: I'm, I, sad, I'm sad. It's, like, such a short tour, but it's getting me excited to tour more in the future. I've never toured before.
0: Oh, my God. Have you not?
1: Well, I've done, like... You know, in the States, I'll go to L.A. and do shows. I'll go to Chicago. I'll go wherever. But I haven't done, like, a full... I think I was... You know, I'd, I'd planned to do one in 2020. Yeah. Um, LOL. So, <laughs> a bit delayed, but worth the wait.
0: Oh, my God. Go you. Okay, so this is the new show. Come it's for me. It's the
1: new show. Come for me.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, will we eventually get to see it on Netflix?
1: I okay. hope so. I don't know. I haven't... Uh, I haven't haven't made any plans but I would love I would love to I definitely want it to be the next special and I don't know where it will be or when but that's the goal manifest love it I'm so
0: excited to see
1: it it's been really fun
0: okay so on this podcast we talk about times in life Mm -hmm. where you had to like overcome something so it can kind of be anything yeah deep inhale (laughs) so is there crack what's the crack yeah so I call it cracking on
1: crack oh cracking on yeah yeah because you have to crack on
0: yeah exactly it's like but you you have to find the crack too you have have to to find the crack find the fun so is there a (laughs) moment that comes to mind when you think cracking on
1: I do have one moment, but a quick aside briefly our this the metaphor this brings to mind is I was like in 2015 I was really depressed after a breakup and I bought a bicycle okay. and I would bike everywhere in Brooklyn and I would and I also was always drunk don't do that that's not cool to bike when you're drunk but that's kind of <laughs> what I was doing and I remember one time I was like it was like you know midnight late I was biking home kind of drunk and I biked like I was like crying like literally like tears streaming down my face like just so heartbroken and then I realized I'd biked like five miles in the wrong direction but I was like in the middle of nowhere you know I can't just get in a car and leave my bike And I was like this is a metaphor I have to just turn around and keep going I had to crack on You did I had to crack on Oh my god love it But when you emailed me the thing that comes to mind Is that I sing a lot in my shows And I, I've had a lot of issues with my vocal cords And so in November I guess it must have been November 2019 I was supposed to come over here and do some shows And do some things and what happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's like I'm like still have PTSD from it. But basically I'd been on set all day and then I went and did a show and then I woke up the next morning and I sneezed and all of a sudden my voice like went away Stop. and I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, where's my voice? Where's my voice? Where's my voice? And your vocal cord basically can hemorrhage and it just starts bleeding a little bit and it doesn't hurt. But like your vocal you, you can't make any sound. So I think have a great doctor and I went and he's like, yeah, basically, you know, you need surgery and you can't talk. I basically couldn't talk for, like, a month. I had to cancel my trip over here. I had to put everything on hold. I was in New York silent for about a month, and then, you know, it was more like six we- six to eight weeks before I could sing again, which isn't that bad in the grand scheme of things, but it was so time, traumatizing, yeah. and I was so stressed, and, like, yeah, you just go crazy, because you can't, like, you can't talk.
0: That is Not a single word. Insane. Not even, like,
1: like, if I'd order a coffee, I'd put up a th- thing on my phone that was like could I please have a coffee like he couldn't say a word
0: oh my god and I was also like
1: newly with my boyfriend and we actually had the what are we discussion like girlfriend boyfriend while I wasn't speaking because (laughs) what happened (laughs) oh okay he invited me to to come even though I couldn't speak he was like well I'm going to see this play with my family do you want to come you can meet everyone and I was like I'm not speaking he's like no they still want to meet you it's okay they understand why so awkward so then we're in the lobby for this play and he's introducing me to like a bunch of his like family, friends, like people he knows. And he just keeps saying, this is Catherine. This is Catherine. And I was like, this is Catherine. Like, what what am I to you? Like, it's weird. yeah. And so then I silently was just like, <laughs> like sulking on the walk home. And then we're like, I'm like fighting in my notes app. I'm like. This is Catherine. I typed to him, and he's like, "I wanted to introduce you to my girlfriend, but like, I, I didn't know, like, whatever." Yeah. And then we, d- then the rest is history.
0: So you literally communicated that via
1: <laughs> via eye roll, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> via being a huge bitch.
0: Well, that's probably a good lesson in terms of like your body language. Like, you have to like speak with your your vibes <laughs>
1: totally. And then basically, ever since then, I've just. I'm grateful because I've learned yeah. how to take care of my voice, especially doing like a tour, traveling. I'm like just hyper vigilant. I'm like annoying. You know, I just prioritize like sleep and rest and water and whatever above everything else.
0: Is that how it happened? Or can it just happen? Like, you know, is it just that you didn't really realize the strain you were putting on your
1: voice? I think it's a combination of like, like I also did like vocal therapy and stuff afterwards to make sure I was using my voice correctly. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, they call it, you know, they say, the doctors say it's occupational hazard. If you're a professional voice Mm -hmm. user, you're probably going to encounter something uh, eventually. So it's a combination of overuse Sleep deprivation and a com- and just like a freak accident as well. Like, yeah. you know, you can't control if you have like a vein that's particularly sensitive or whatever. Yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, they, they do the surgery while you're awake. Stop. And they stick this <laughs> camera through your nose and then they seal your vocal cord bleeding up with a laser and you can't move. And you're just like.
0: How can you not move? It's like- so
1: crazy. They like numb you. The whole thing is just so stressful. But, what yeah. it's what it's also taught me is that I'm like no matter it's scary, but I'm like no matter what happens, I know that I can heal. Like phys- like your body is amazing, mm-hmm. and whatever you're going through physically, you'll be able to to work through it.
0: Okay, love that, and that is amazing. Like well done. <laughs> but um, okay, there was a question there that Aaron distracted me. No, I okay, I have a question about. Firstly, how what did your day to day look like in that eight weeks? <laughs> like, how does one? And also, that's not just like okay, psychologically, it's very strange to not be able to speak for like two months. But your job is like it's not as if like you can work from home or work. No. you. like what? Yeah,
1: no. I mean, people are like, oh, you must be getting so much writing done. I'm like, no, bitch. I'm like having a panic attack every day. Yeah, I'm not yeah. doing any writing. No, I I basically had to cancel just absolutely everything. I actually remember. I remember reading once one of my heroes, Lena Dunham, who I'm obsessed with.
0: I love her. She's the best. I think I
1: remember once reading in an interview or something that she was, like, stressed about missing something, and her dad was, like, you know, there's never something you can't cancel. Like, just you can just cancel things. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, whatever. And so I kind of, you know, so you have to just give it up to God in that moment and just say, Surrender. hey, I'm canceling everything.
0: Yeah.
1: And so my days looked like um, not much. I would... <laughs> I mean, I would go to movies, go to museums, walk around. Um, I had some silent sex, which was difficult. (laughs) What else? You can do a little bit of exercise, but nothing too strenuous. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Oh, my God. It was crazy.
0: But, like, that is amazing that you now know that you can go through something like that, isn't it?
1: Totally. And now I'm like, you know, I'm still, I still get very anxious about my voice, like even... This week, I'm like, okay, I have three more shows. I got to be whatever. Yeah. But I also know worrying doesn't do anything, and whatever happens, I'll be able to deal with it. Yeah. But, no, I still freak out all the time. (laughs) But now I have some tools. I have great warm-ups. I have good exercises. I have a vocal steamer I use before every show. Like a little mini humidifier.
0: And is that all post losing your voice?
1: Yeah. I mean, I used to warm up, but not in the same, not with the same vigilance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm more careful about like, you know, because then you have to be careful as well not to go too far in the other direction. Because like when I did, after this all happened, I was actually, oh, it was actually, I did Edinburgh before this happened. But I basically, for that month, like locked myself in my room, didn't see a single person, didn't do anything, didn't Mm -hmm. have a single drink, was just like monk vibes. And that's also not healthy because you go crazy. So now it's about kind of finding the balance. Like, okay, I can go get one drink after a show somewhere quiet. It's not going to fuck up the whole run. Like, I can yeah. enjoy my tour, my experience. So yeah. it's about balance. But it's difficult.
0: Well done, though. Oh, I mean, thank you. That is amazing. You wanna, what about you? What
1: about me? When did you have to crack on? Oh, too many times. Do you talk about something you've been through in every episode, or no?
0: Um. Well, you know what? I've started doing like a crack of the week thing, which oh. I like to do, which I'm just like, you know, something that... something fun or some fun story or s- oh, okay, you know, cool. just to like include a segment that I'll like do that at the start but I think like I got a lot of guests who have lost someone because I oh. so yeah it can get like oh, really God. heavy that's, yeah.
1: oh that's horrible
0: yeah and because I lost my mom like five oh, years ago no. so it gets I didn't know that yeah but it gets um that's
1: horrific I'm so sorry
0: it's okay because actually like the reason I started the podcast was because I basically was like okay how do I like you know get over this mm-hmm. so I was just like I'm gonna just steal other people's ideas
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna ask what made you start the podcast
0: yeah Wow. so it is quite nice because and actually like it's so interesting chatting to different people
1: mm-hmm.
0: everyone has such different ways of you know like and I think what I love about your experience is that you're like well I didn't necessarily like it's like the everyday I think what's really important is that like it's while we're cracking on, we're still having the like daily panic attacks. Oh, know? totally.
1: No, and I, it's also something that I think anything traumatic you go through, not that this is at all comparable to losing someone, but it's just <laughs> any kind of traumatic event you experience, like, I don't think you really ever get over it. You just learn to like. Yes. Like, I still have. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, you're, you're just
0: like uh, 100% but I I think it's all relative. It doesn't matter. If it's yeah, I
1: just I remember one of my one of my best friends, this amazing writer named Haley Nauman I was going through something really stressful in my personal life and I w- I couldn't decide what to do about this thing and and she was just kind of like <laughs> she was like, "Well, you know, whatever you decide, it'll just get easier as time goes on." I was like, damn that's true she's like she's, she's like Does it doesn't really matter what you decide because either way it'll still get easier as time passes i'm like oh you're right i know that's like so simple but yeah ready <laughs> <deep>, for <we're> fine <laughs> so it gets easier but it's still hard yeah wait and y'all have been together nine years yeah oh my god it's amazing you look too young <laughs> oh my god stop wow it. Aaron actually
0: knows your boyfriend i think
1: really how oh <laughs> i know you what did you do together keep this in keep this in <laughs>
0: He came to Bears in Space, which is a comedy puppet musical I did in '59. He's '59. Brian, right? Yes,
1: that's so crazy. I know. I remember he has talked about you with Fraser. I'm just obsessed with him. What a small world. It's the smallest world. Yeah, but that I'm is happy. so cool. He's he's <laughs> the best in the world. Wait, so what you are here, we're all here. Um, that's so cool. Oh my god. So how did you guys meet?
0: Oh my god, we can't keep all this in. Why is it secret? <laughs> no, but like, it's just like no one wants to hear about. I think this. everyone hear about you. I think
1: everyone does want to hear about it.
0: Well, actually, speaking of relationships, can yeah. we explore the fact that you've been talking about threesomes on your podcast? Oh I my
1: god! <gasps> I know I can't believe I <laughs> when when it happened. When when it happened, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like, keep this to myself for a bit and not talk about it on the podcast. But then two weeks later, I was like, that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! I'm so like, I'm I like, I want to be really mysterious, but I'm such an overshare. I
1: know. Have you had a threesome? No. Oh my god, Erin. Let your girl have fun. <laughs>
0: Brian, I'm closing my ears. But,
1: but like, would you recommend? I absolutely would recommend. It was ha- it was heaven on earth. I think it's, like, uh, we've been together, like, three or four years now. And I was, we were feeling kind of, um, we've just been through a lot. And yeah. our sex life has always been amazing. But I was feeling kind of distant because we've been traveling so much. And I don't know. We were having, like, a little rough patch. And then we all of a sudden... I'm not sure what happens, but I'm sure you know, like, you have phases where you're, like, super in love and phases where you're, like, annoyed and then you're, like, in super in love and it's, yeah. like, whatever. So then all of a sudden, recently, you've been super in love and we're, like, ooh, let's, like, try something new. Oh, my God. Because I, I feel thought... like you have to be in a really good place with each other to enjoy that. Otherwise, okay. it would be hell. Because I used to be really jealous, but I, you know, am now in a place with my relationship where I feel so trusting and and safe and confident that it was really fun to, like, invite someone else in. That is so fun. Which I don't think would have been true in the past at all. Yeah. So, and I'm sure, like, maybe we'll go through a patch in the future where I'm like, no fucking way. Because I
0: think I'm too possessive for that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I used to be like that, but I've just been feeling differently. But now, but that's also part of the fun, the issue is that's also part of what makes it hot. Yeah, and fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. I said so When you that. see your partner as someone who's, like, so desired by other people, that obviously turns you on mm. and makes you want to be with them. So it's a combination. Yeah, I don't know. For because I'd explored open relationship stuff in the past and it didn't go well. <laughs> but this time when I'm when my partner's involved, I'm like, oh, this is so fun if we open it up with each other. That makes so
0: much more sense. I feel like an open relationship is just like I th- I actually do think it works for a lot of people. I agree. And I think more people would do it if it wasn't so judged. Like we, because we're from Dublin, like everyone kind of knows everything that I actually yeah. think there's probably a lot of people who would be a little bit more open with their sexuality if it wasn't for the fact that everyone would find out. Do you know what it's I mean? It's such a
1: small town. It, it, yeah. How like, long have y'all lived in London? Seven years. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So like
0: we both wanted to move. I mean, it's just like there's not the same opportunity in Dublin anyway. Yeah. Not for open
1: relationships (laughs) (laughs) there's not enough opportunity to fuck other people
0: (laughs) but yeah i think no i think it's really like i think it means you're very
1: evolved if you i do feel evolved at the moment but also then actually like what was nice afterwards is like post threesome lol Mm -hmm. to like come to when you then when you have sex to just the two of you afterwards yeah. And you like reconnect. It's also an amazing feeling of being like just the two of us.
0: Oh my god! Okay, I love that. I know. Okay, Aaron. It's funny because schedule.
1: I would say <laughs> op- I would say open your minds, guys. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is like it's nice, it's nice knowing that when I'm away, like he's not like in terms of the open thing. It's like I don't want to do that because it's nice that I'm you know I'm away for a month. And knowing that I don't have to worry about anything, that he's not with other people, like, that's great. But knowing that when we're together in the future, if we want to, like, have a fun night out and something happens, we can. Yes. But, yeah, in general, it's just made me feel really much closer to him and grateful.
0: That is so nice. And is this the longest you've been away from him now?
1: I don't know. We're apart all the time. It's hard. Yeah, this, I find that hard. Yeah, are you, I guess you guys are apart as well a lot.
0: Yeah, but uh, since I like quit my job, we, <laughs> I just like follow Aaron everywhere. That's so nice. It is kind of fun. Where like, are you go?
1: Where is he? Where are you guys going next?
0: Well, Rome is oh, where he's filming next. Shut up. So... What are you
1: filming? Bleep it. Bleep it. Is it secret?
0: Are we allowed to talk about it? <laughs> it's
1: just called. It's like a. And film. That's so fucking sick. Congrats.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm like yeah, I'll be a fucking housewife in Rome and walk our dogs and just like
1: Oh, you have dogs? Get, like ice
0: cream and have I feel
1: fun. the same way. I'm like I think I know some couples Who do similar things Like struggle with jealousy Or whatever I'm like fuck no I want Brian to have Like everything in the world And if I get to come along For the ride that's heaven Oh
0: my god literally And vice versa I feel like The funnest part Of being in like A loving relationship Is when they're Like achieving their dreams It feels better than like oh, What it would feel like That's so were.
1: sweet <laughs> I know I'm so um. That's that's amazing Yeah so we're apart I've been, I think the longest We've been apart Is probably like six weeks but we're apart for a month now, mm. and then only a week together before I'm we're apart again for a month.
0: And does is that you going away or him?
1: This time it's me going away. I'm going. I'm actually I'm going to shoot this thing in Argentina. <gasps> have you guys been there? No. Oh, I, need, have you to, I, I I need some tips. Okay. But I'm actually I think that Brian's birthday is in March, so I think for his birthday I'm going to fly him to come visit me. <gasps> and we'll do a little Wait. trip.
0: Okay, this is one thing because I'm obsessed with star signs, and I could not find <gasps> your birthday on really
1: no it's really weird oh like like google just has the
0: year that you were
1: yeah and also wikipedia says i'm 32 which i'm not oh wikipedia i'm 31 oh wow and don't you ever ever come for me like that again (laughs) that's because your birthday isn't online well my birthday is august 11th 1991 oh okay so you are a leo Leo. what are you gemini and what are you iron's a pisces not that you're part of that. oh i'm a pisces rising what's your moon and um rising i don't
0: know because well i mean i think i'm Maraed. a Virgo rising but i don't know the exact time i was born
1: which was, is quite depressing you, reach, you have to reach
0: out yeah i to know the hospital yeah, oh yeah maybe i should do that actually you should oh that's a good idea yeah me and my sisters were like oh her dad is so shit like we don't know he doesn't know any of those things so where's your dad live in dublin yeah and how many sisters do you have i'm one of
1: five i've got <gasps> three sisters and one brother did you watch Bad Sisters? Yeah. Is did that your family? You, did you, it it's <laughs> so <is. laughs> I loved it. I could not get enough. I'm so sad that it's over. Yeah, but there's going to be season 2. Also, I know oh, that there? you're watching The Traders. Oh, the okay. UK one. Okay, I literally the craziest thing, Marade, is that I have 30 I have like 45 minutes left of the whole show yeah I know but it's like you just gobble it up like it's so good no but I'm like I'm so close to knowing what happens but don't tell me
0: oh I went I I'm went.
1: loving it yeah it's so uh, good no but Bad Sisters was the first show I've watched in a while that I was like oh I'm like just truly hooked it's such a good feeling when you're like actually invested in something yes yes I've started rewatching Girls speaking oh, of Lena it's so Dunham. good it's
0: so good like it's better the second time. Well, not it's that it's genius. my second time, but you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this time round, it just makes so much sense. Totally. Um. Okay, so you are, and, and we will get back to crack on, but like I'm having too much fun. No, we're, we're,
1: um, this is cracking This is this cracking is on. Part we're part having the, the crack on
0: the podcast. Uh, You are in your Saturn returns.
1: Oh, thank you for asking. Thank you for <laughs> stating that. But guess what? Go. Less than one month till it's over. But how do you know this? I asked my astrologer friend you gotta get one I do I'm gonna connect you yeah I'm gonna connect you to my team because I feel (laughs) like mine I have two amazing friends who are astrologers and and I'll share this on the podcast so you guys can go follow them Ruby McAllister and David Odyssey find them on Instagram they're both incredible and they both do tarot and chart readings and they're lovely and you know that there is a month left March 7th it's been three years
0: no, no, no I can't do this For much longer Like, what? What, what, what? How old are you? 29
1: So yeah you guess So I feel s- like I've got like a few years like, I, I feel like I I've just started I can't with good authority Tell you when yours ends But I will say The last three years Of my life have The thing is though Like I've also Achieved many things I've always wanted yeah. But it's also been I think personally The most difficult Three yeah. years of my life ever Oh my god, that's really scary (laughs) (laughs) Things that I had to crack on from That I won't share Okay On the podcast But I um, Yeah But I think just like
0: Coming to the end of your 20s And starting your 30s Is just like cracking on Because It's really weird I feel like it's like a reckoning
1: Yeah, we were kind of robbed of A couple years as well.
0: We were. And everyone was feet Like, my sisters were like, isn't it so sad for, like, all the kids in school? I was like, no. (laughs)
1: These are the best years of my life. (laughs) I do think we're lucky in that if we we were, like, 23, it would be way worse. I still feel most sorry for myself. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense.
0: How old is Erin? 33 next week, the week after.
1: Oh, my God. Happy almost BD. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, yeah. Are you guys married? We are married Oh congrats Are you, you get married Do you want to get married Definitely To Brian Yeah I never felt that way Before I met him But I just love him so much Did you think you were a person That didn't want to get married I mean I would just say that To be dramatic I'm sure I did <laughs> Yeah
0: I do believe <laughs> That anyone who doesn't Want to get married Is just kind of Being
1: a bit quirky <laughs> Yeah or like Just now This relationship is just So different from anything I've ever been in It's just like Oh yeah of course Oh my god tell me why Okay I love that Because he's just from heaven Is he it's just so special to meet a straight man who's so sensitive and thoughtful yeah. and like interested in improving himself yeah. and being kind to others and yeah. Just when I met him, I was like, he was. Like, I was like, he's not my type. But then also, there's something about him that I was like, wait, he's kind of like perfect for me.
0: But it wasn't a it yeah. wasn't
1: a smooth road, you know. It could be bumpy. That's what makes but it's a great relationship. Yeah. But now here we are. Fucking other people together. Kind of beautiful. (laughs) Love is real. (laughs) Love is alive in 2023.
0: Yeah, I did read that you said, like, we spend so much time on the internet being like, men are trash, but like, not all
1: men are trash. Yeah, totally. I think we need to stop saying that. Yeah. Actually, the truth is that people are trash regardless of gender. This is true. I think I hate everyone in equal measure. (laughs) Yeah, in in good and bad ways, gender isn't real, especially when it comes to people being absolute assholes. Yeah. (laughs) So Um, whether you're he, she, or they, you can still be a fucking bitch.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 Amen. what I've learned in my 31 years on this planet.
0: Um, Okay, do you have any more crack on? I mean, I'd be curious to know, you are... So confident on stage, like it <laughs> on stage. is. It is <laughs> keyword no, yeah. but like it is so impressive. Oh, thank and you. is there times when you're just like not feeling it, and you need to just, or like, is there any moments that spring to your mind that the audience aren't feeling it, or there's just things going wrong, and you have to crack on during a performance?
1: Oh, totally. I mean, even like this tour, I've had to like check my ego a bit. Like, obviously, I didn't sell out. A theater in Norwich I've never heard of that place um, <laughs> no one there knows I exist so it was sort of humbling to show up and be like okay this is not I mean I'm spoiled in New York so I have such lovely crowds mm-hmm. so I was like okay time to check your ego at the door like this theater is going to be you know about half full and see, what can we do with it and I yeah. still had a great time but it's good and even like you know I was having a melt obviously having a meltdown to Fraser on the train the other day because like people started reviewing the show and like I got some good reviews I'm really happy with and some that I don't like and I was just like obviously dwelling on the ones I didn't like and and was just like fucking really irrationally irrationally upset about them and I called my dad on the phone he's like shut the fuck up he's like why do you care what two random people think he's like he's like are they laughing that's a good review grow up and be proud of everything you've accomplished yeah oh my god I love that but it's hard yeah I'm really really trying to not care so much about what other people think but it's like it's, no, It's impossible to, It's impossible to not care at all So we have to accept Like we're gonna care So but how do we deal with it I
0: think I mean if you don't know. care
1: You're like a sociopath That's what yeah. I believe Yeah So I struggle with that a lot And like also I mean there's so many things That make me not confident But yeah But on stage I'm like I'm God's gift you are I just love it I just we're feel, like, blessed born to do it but no I'm I freak out all the time about I get insecure about so many things
0: yeah but I think you could have taken an easy way out of like just staying in America like not because I don't think many American comedians just come and do the Norwich and Birmingham <laughs> and Leeds and it's such a good way of you know just like getting better as well i not do that, totally like, yeah no not i think you need so, to get any
1: better no i do i feel so lucky like it does force you to i'm like okay how can i make this section get more laughs or whatever yeah which i don't necessarily feel if i'm like doing my normal show for people who you know i think are already fans it's a different vibe yeah um so i'm i have had to have the best time i'm so grateful i get to come over here did you think like because
0: this would be my thinking if I got like a Netflix special I'd be like okay so I never have to do it
1: for people who don't know me again <laughs> <laughs> no that's not true at all I need more people yeah it's never enough and then I yeah there's something I think this tour has been a good experience too because there's something scary about doing a second show yeah when I was so proud of the first one and I'm like oh I have to do it again. like oh you know there's inherent yeah. like fear oh I'm not going to be as good or I lost it or whatever But that's not true. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so did you start doing stand-up in New
1: York? Yes. I moved to New York after college and took like improv classes at the UCB, as many people did, Mm -hmm. and just sort of fell into the comedy scene. How'd you start? I did a course. Yeah.
0: Like I honestly, and I know that's like quite a strange way of doing it, but I had taken a corporate job and I got a bonus and I was like, I cannot use this bonus on anything not creative
1: because totally. I just felt like I had sold my soul <laughs> I actually took a course I was working at this comedy theater and so I got to take free classes yeah when I first moved to New York and so I took a stand-up class as well and that was the first time I ever tried it on stage because the class, at the end, you have to do a show.
0: That's exactly it. I think it's just, like, it's someone great. to hold you accountable because otherwise, like, anyone can talk about it. And I'm sure you get this all the time. Like, when you tell, especially, like, men, if you tell <laughs> them that you, you do comedy, they're like, oh, I've always thought about doing comedy. Like, We've all
1: thought about it. Yeah, I think most people are like, oh, my God, that's so scary. I'm like, it's really not. You just have to break the seal. Because yeah. once you did your first show, you were kind of like, ooh.
0: Well, then it's, like, addictive. yeah. But do you know what's funny Is like I get so nervous before I perform That Mm -hmm. I am like okay I'm gonna Like this is my last one And I always (laughs) convince myself I'm like this is my like goodbye tour Like I'm not doing it again And then my last gig was like not amazing Like I didn't come off with like the buzz That I usually do Which I always thought would be like Okay that's definitely Mm. I'm never doing it again But now I'm like no I have to I have
1: to do more You know like Totally and like no matter how much you love doing it there are some shows where I'm just you have to just like phone it in like you're, yeah. just, you're not always gonna be feeling it no and it's so annoying yeah or even sometimes I'm like well, I'm already bored of this joke but I think it's good and it's part of the show so I'm yeah. just gonna have to do it
0: yeah That's
1: I think like
0: what I've really learned to love about comedy is like it's more okay it's like making people laugh is the best thing ever but when you have something like important to say I feel like I'm most excited like about the show I'm doing right now because it's like very feminist and like I make a lot of points that I really believe in yeah that I'm not just excited to like make people laugh I'm excited to like for people to think yes yes that's the dream yeah
1: it is so fun 100% yeah I have some songs in the new show that I feel like are a bit more earnest or a bit more vulnerable and, like, those are my favorite ones to do. Yes. Because it's a bit scary and that's fun. What was your favorite song from the twist, She's Gorgeous? Oh, Ooh. I um, just, the last one, the liver Die song. Oh, yeah. Looking for a guy who doesn't care if I live or die. Yeah, just because <laughs> the way I wrote that one, it kind of came out in, like, one fell swoop. Why? Wow. After, um, actually, after Brian had dumped me, Um Slay, we had... <laughs> We'd had this, like, very tumultuous, like, month-long thing. And then he freaked out and was like, actually, I can't do this. And I was, like, devastated. Aww. And I wrote that song. And then I guess probably, like, almost, like, six months or even, like, a, it took probably like a year for us to be like, okay, now we're actually back together together. Wow. And I ran into him on the street. I'm like a girl in a movie. It was Lady in a Movie. Yeah. Totally. Love it. I know it was meant to be. Gabrielle Bernstein. Is that her name? Yeah. The Universe Has My Back. So you own the book. That's the first I step. I do own the book. Yeah. But I actually am newly into my Kindle. So maybe I'll get it on my Kindle.
0: Yeah. Okay. So this is a lightning round because sometimes it can get heavy. So I like, mm. we wind down. Um, your personal idea of
1: the crack. So I'm sure when you were in <laughs> Ireland, like you understood, like you've heard of the crack, you know? Yeah. But I, it is a bit of an amorphous concept. It's sort of like, like fun. Yeah
0: yeah but like you can use it in many different ways so you can be like what's the crack which is Mm. kind of like what's the story or like what's up yeah yeah and then also someone can be like a lot of crack which means they're a good time okay and then I like to describe people as like minus crack
1: (laughs) that's bleak okay I hope I'm not minus crack oh you are I have crack crack. I have I'm crack you you are
0: crack. You embody crack. I'm crack. Everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So your ideal, like, yeah, your idea of the crack. So an ideal
1: night out, night in. What's your? Ooh. Either. Yeah. Okay. Two modes. Yeah. Either like in my house take a scalding hot bath, so hot that I like can't feel a thing or think anything, put on sweats, order a big bowl of ramen from Ivan Ramen on the Lower East Side, heaven on earth, <laughs> and watch like a new true crime doc with Love my us. lover and pass out by like 11. Yeah. And hopefully my I, my brother's dog sometimes, he my brother lives in my building and sometimes I get to hang out with his dog and so I like in his dog's name is Lunchbox so if oh, lunchbox is there, it's so an even cute. more perfect night. Or I like to get dolled up, look like a stupid whore, have twenty five <laughs> martinis, go somewhere where like there da- there's dancing, and you're like meeting people, and you're yeah. feeling alive, and then you like take a car home over the Brooklyn Bridge, and you like the windows roll down, and you're like concrete jungle and dreams are made of. You know what I mean? So Amen. those are two versions of crack for me so you live in Brooklyn no I I used to which is why I said that I guess I now live in Manhattan but I might move back to Brooklyn because I think Brian and I are going to move in together and we can't afford anywhere in Manhattan okay
0: amazing Um, okay my next question is a habit you just can't crack
1: Uh, ordering takeout that's fine. No, it's we have not. to eat though. I know, but I I struggle with binge eating. Not to keep it. So is it like emotional? It's very emotional. Like yeah. I feel like I deserve a treat at the end of every day, even if I'm not hungry.
0: Absolutely. And I then think, I and like, then I spend like yeah. forty
1: fucking pounds on just nonsense. Then I don't even like eat all of it. It's just a waste of money and it's Are, bad. Okay, so what's your go-to over here? Oh, I mean, there's I like everything. Over here, I mean, there's so much good curry. Like I yeah. love ordering a curry. Or I've ordered some ramen or, like, some Thai food. Nice, yeah. okay. Anything, like, spicy and warm. was yeah. my favorite and savory. But I just
0: think, like, we're, I don't, like, we're allowed to have a meal at the end of a day.
1: I have plenty of <laughs> meals. I think it's more, like, the emotional <laughs> yeah. late night money spending.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, sometimes I just, like, want the rush of ordering something. It's not even that I want to eat it. Mm-hmm. And oh, like in, 100%. Yeah, and, like, where I live, it's, like, I can have anything in three minutes delivered straight to my door. So it's difficult. Yeah.
0: I also just don't like to cook.
1: I I, I don't enjoy that. Well, I love cooking for a big group, but not for myself.
0: Yeah, it's like a waste. I'm like, I don't need this many like bowls
1: and stuff. I like, I can just order. I don't really have a real kitchen either. I have like a, I don't have a dishwasher or anything.
0: Neither do we. And and I feel like we've regressed, you know, like. Totally.
1: It's It's so
0: difficult. (laughs) Like we had a dishwasher in our last flat. And now I'm like, how did we get here?
1: I know you, I've, I've had an experience where I moved into a worse place and I was like, wait, this isn't how things are supposed to go. Exactly. It's like I thought we were on like an upward... I know. Yeah, but the good thing is, is like...
0: um, And this is good for both of us because... So like if we now buy somewhere, it will be... We will never be able to afford a place as nice as our last one, but we will definitely be able to afford somewhere nicer than this place. And the same way if you're leaving your current flat and you move in with Brian, then...
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's why, even though I'm such a Manhattan girl, I think that's why Brooklyn is calling once again, because you can just have more. Yeah, uh, Brooklyn, all
0: our Irish friends live in Brooklyn. Do they? Yeah.
1: Would you guys ever move to New York? To the We States? would love <gasps> to. I mean, it sounds like you're so jet-setty.
0: Yeah, we would go. And like, we bring our dogs everywhere. Like, we moved to of dogs LA have? last year for a while, so. Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. you've been
1: all over. Well, what kind of dogs do you have? Pip is
0: a Pomeranian mixed oh, with a pug and a I Shih Tzu. Some, oh no,
1: can I have some pictures? Yeah. Oh. And then Toby
0: is a Chihuahua Terrier.
1: Oh, I'm so jealous. So you fly with both of them? Fly with them. Um, That's amazing. That's my dream one day. How um, old are they? There's the two of them
0: with me in the park. Stop it. Pip is six and Toby is Oh my four. God. These are so fucking cute. It's like... Oh, the funnest thing ever they're like our kids though I don't think that's um, heaven I have kids like well we have them
1: so they're allowed to go everywhere yeah
0: pretty they're much they're going to Rome
1: they're coming to Rome how long will we all be there that's so fun till
0: June <gasps> but I'll go yeah. back and forth cause I did a um, oh yeah you'll love this so I did a reality show last year no. and it's coming out no what is it it's called, um, Love Island? No, one am <laughs> Oh, Mairead. <laughs> I know, you love Love Island. Oh. Um, it's called Selling Super Homes. How did they find you? Um, someone sent it to me on Instagram because I actually am like obsessed with real estate like in my spare time, but everyone is, you know what I mean? Like the way I would like scroll like... Yeah, I'm obsessed with yeah. that as well. Wait,
1: that's amazing. So
0: I was just like,
1: yeah, <gasps> I'll just do it. Like I just said Wait, yes and it was so... really fun. This is fascinating. When will it air? It will be
0: April and then summer in America, so it will be. Oh my yeah. God, people are going to die for you. I mean, I hope.
1: I just like because people love Irish people and your gorge. Oh my God! Stop right now. Did you, you know our mutual friend Fraser also loves reality TV? Yeah, Fraser. He's so funny. We we text about Love Is Blind and stuff all the time. Oh yeah, and are you watching this year's Love Island? I am, and I'm I'm a few episodes behind, but I'm, I'm quite pretty out of it. Yeah, I'm pretty caught up. Um. Yeah, but then I got sucked into the traitors. Yeah. Are there any other UK shows I have to watch while I'm over here?
0: Um Arch, what do you think? Uh what your show? What's your show? No, but you're not that's not a reality show. That's okay, what is it? He's in a show called Brassic. It's not that good. What's it about? <laughs> Just joking. Do you think it's good? I don't think it's that good.
1: Oh, it's good you can keep it real.
0: Okay. The first time you cracked on. So you know cracked on is
1: Love Island Space.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: The first time I kissed someone? Yeah. Um, I don't know because I kind of don't count. I kind of, it's funny. I'd like kiss people. I like in, I remember like in middle school doing like spin the bottle, but like that didn't count. And then I didn't really have a boyfriend my first year of college, but I would like drunkenly make out with people. But I was like, that doesn't count. And then the summer after my freshman year of college, I fell in love with this guy at this theater festival. And I feel like that first kiss was like the one, the one I'd been waiting for. So I was like oh my god, 18, but it was just so special. Oh, yeah. Did you like out. go out with him after? No, it was kind of like a summer fling, and we would see each other like throughout the years. But I was still, you know, I was so young, I wasn't ready for like a boyfriend. Yeah.
0: Oh my God, love that it was so memorable. I'm yeah, so it was so you.
1: special. Love it. It was just like summer stock theater in the Berkshires, and we're like on this bench and like the
0: oh my God, cool the night Berkshires. air. Berkshires, like all well, I know the Berkshires from Real Housewives. Yeah, it's beautiful. Brian,
1: Brian has a house in the Berkshires, his family.
0: Oh, my God. That's where we stayed
1: for a lot of the pandemic.
0: American dream.
1: It was the American dream in some ways. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Someone or something that always cracks you up.
1: <gasps> my podcast co-host Pat, Pat Regan is the funniest person. Yeah. Can you think of a more Irish name than that? It is wild. How, are his family Irish? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he is the funniest person in the world. So he cracks me up so much. Do you miss him? Oh, does he, is he based in LA? No. No, I think he. No, he was based in New York. He's oh, right. York. But yeah, I know. We were apart. We basically only talk on Zoom. It's kind of sad. It's very rare that we're in the same place. Oh, really? Even when you're both in New York? It's right. Haven't, I haven't been in New York much. And then now he lives way uptown. So it's kind of like if he's in a writer's room all day, he doesn't have time to come okay down. Yeah. But yeah, he's so funny. Love that. Yeah. I I agree. He's I think he's genius. genius. Um, he's he came oh yeah he was there for the Dublin he actually loved Dublin yeah but you know the story I think he, I guess you might you have heard on the pod but he didn't get the right visa stamp when he arrived to the UK and so he had to go to Paris and come back and get the right one. Oh my god I don't remember that. it was so fucking crazy it was oh. just so Pat <laughs> like he gets there like I'm like I wake up at text from my age in the middle of the night it's like so Pat didn't get the right stamp so he has to leave the country and come back so he's going to Paris for 12 hours and then coming back in time for the show I was like are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and you were just like on route, like yeah. I think he sorted. I think he had a bit of a. I was like, Pat. I promise, every time you come over, you don't have to immediately leave the country to get a visa stamp. <laughs> Anyways,
0: um, a uh, time you cracked under pressure? Oh, never.
1: I love pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. Okay, uh, have you ever cracked a bone? Yes. Tell I broke me. my leg when I was seven riding a bike. Yeah. That, I think those are like the most traumatic injuries, aren't they? Oh, I don't remember it much, thankfully. But oh, That's good. I mean, to be a child all summer in a full leg cast, yeah. that's pretty brutal. In Texas, it's so fucking hot. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, but I made it. I'm lucky. You made it. You cracked on. I cracked on with my cracked bone. So one thing I always conclude mm-hmm. with my guests... Which I don't even want to conclude because I want to do. This I know all today. I could talk to y'all forever. Aaron's like I'm not involved. I'm like yes, you are, <laughs> King. You're part of this. <laughs> um, which I know you'll have a great answer for, oh, and refresh. I'm
0: excited because I know some people I have on. They I know they're not going to have an answer. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, losers. Yeah, losers. Um, um, my boyfriend said I'm not allowed to use the word losers anymore. I keep calling myself a loser and he's like that's really toxic
0: oh that's nice that you call yourself a loser I call other people losers and Aaron (laughs) thinks that that's back my question is Mm -hmm. who is your
1: favorite reality star (gasps) oh wow what a great question Um, I mean it's so cliche to say Sue, but her performance this past year was really spectacular such a good answer I can't I've never here's the test that I've never before commented on a celebrity's photo saying I love you but when she posts, I'm like, "Love you, girl!" <laughs> it's so crazy. Does she ever like reply? No, she liked it once. I tried to email. I, I tried to invite her to my show, but I don't know if she got the email.
0: Oh my god! Know, that's my goal. She would have loved your show. I think
1: she'd love it too. Yeah,
0: that is such a good answer. Thank I can you. Say. Well, I want to thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. I can officially deem you the crack.
1: I'm the crack. You're the crack. Stop it right now. Crack on, everyone. Woo! (laughs) You've been amazing. Thank you for having me. so fun. Thank you so much. Oh, perfect.